that heart of the spiritual life of stewardship of all coming to us as gift from God, that that's a very countercultural message, and and it often falls upon resistant ears, if not deaf ears, and and yet it's such a a profound message and really shapes and impacts our very way of life if we can uh, truly believe in that and accept everything as gift. And what are we going to respond with? Gratitude, with generosity, and and there's always keeping that tension. Well, I need a little bit of something for myself. You know, we love neighbor as we love ourselves. So we do a little bit of that. Where we get into trouble, of course, is loving ourselves a little too much and focusing way too much on our self-care and so forth. Welcome to the Bishop and Vickers. I'm Bishop Tom Daly, the Diocese of Spokane here in Eastern Washington. And I received a letter last week from a Heloise Weitengruber from Stoneberry, um, Massachusetts, who listens on our podcast and doesn't really know the voices. Um, she hears voices? No, she's not hearing voices oh, yet, but she wants not to know... Not that that's a bad thing. No. She wants to know uh, when who the voices belong to. So I'm going to introduce, for know. example, Father... Hi. Father Pat Kirst is the <laughs> pastor of St. Thomas More and vicar for priests. Father Kirst, will you identify yourself? This is me. My name is Father Pat Kirst. Okay. Father Darren Connell is the rector of Our Lady Lord's Cathedral and vicar general. Please identify yourself. I'm identifying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. And then Father Brian Mee is pastor of St. Augustine's and vicar for finance. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I am me. Yes. Yes. Today we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to be in, we have the great saints feast, Vincent de Paul, at the end of September. I know in this diocese of Spokane, until I arrived, they didn't think that Vincent de Paul was a saint, even though we have a tremendous St. Vincent de Paul <laughs> Society uh, in our diocese that has active conferences. I know Thomas More has one of our stronger ones in Walla Walla and Pasco. And um, there are many things that St. Vincent de Paul uh, did. He's known, of course, for his work uh, with the poor, but the one thing that's very important, and this was experienced by Father Me in his life, was the reform of the clergy. And I know that was... Um, Vincent de Paul's goal to reform the North American College in the early years of his life. <laughs> well, it didn't work. It didn't work, obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a great line that Vincent said, when we have spent all we have for our Lord and nothing remains, then we will leave the key under the door and go. We call that radical detachment, follow me. I don't know what you might call it, but um, radical detachment. And what Vincent was saying was, all that we have is a gift. In our diocese, of course, we have tremendously generous people, and as uh, whether as pastors or in, as vicars, uh, guiding people in, in a sense of stewardship, uh, it's the responsibility we have as the diocese and me as your bishop to make sure that together we respond generously, that we don't get too attached to what we have. Now, I know Father Me has a great line. We've made our annual appeal. That's the good news. <laughs> and now we get to keep the rest. The bad news is the money's still it. in your pockets. So um, how might you see radical detachment in your life? Father Kirst, now please identify yourself. Oh, I'm glad you called on him. It's his father, how do I see radical detachment yes. in my life? And related to stewardship. You mean theoretically or in, in, in reality? Words this is less. practically speaking. Practically speaking, right. Well, I, radical detachment is that sense of 
uh, as you said, Bishop, early on, that everything that we are, everything we have is gift. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's what could I, what what can I live without? And uh, there's that practice you do sometimes with high school youth groups. Say, well, if you were sent on an island and you only got to take two things with you, what would you take? Mm-hmm. And of course, every one of them, being very pious, says, "I take a Bible." And which I guess is a very good answer, but the, the the second answer is always always very intriguing when they might have some kind of electronic thing mm-hmm. they would take with them, wondering how they're going to find broadband in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and so forth. But I guess I use that for my own personal reflection. Is and and obviously I confess, as I hope everybody would, of of having uh, some degree of attachment to things. But are they things I really need? Well, in terms of material stuff, I'd say well. You know, at the end of the day, not really, although people do appreciate that I do wear clothing. Um, so is most so of America. I have an example then. Oh, 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 Clay, please. Uh, you know the attorneys the, listen to the show. This, uh, <laughs> actually, this comes from St. Vincent de Paul's life. He was accused one time when he was uh, sharing an apartment with uh, someone else of stealing 400 francs. He was already a priest, but he had stolen 400 francs. Uh, and uh, so he was slandered in that way, and he says, well, God knows what is true. And uh, even though he was slandered, he lived with that for six months before whomever stole the 400 admitted to it. And he'd use that story afterwards in his life, uh, speaking of that detachment. So detachment, just not from material things, but even being able to accept that with patience and trust in the Lord, there would be, in time, divine consolation. So I think sometimes when we think of stewardship, we, we uh, attach it to material things, but I think it's a whole attitude of, um, of life and just that complete trust and in, in God, no matter what uh, situation we find ourselves in, knowing that there will be, in time, if not in this world even, divine consolation. Let me, uh, if I might, before you begin, oh, of course, yes. Yes. yes, we need uh, a moment to think sorry. about what I had Process to say. Process that oh, very wow. deep, which was one of the true stories of Vincent Paul's life. If you were on a desert island, you were given only two things. I know you once told me the one thing you could not live without is a Snickers bar. Yeah. <laughs> is that true? He'd eat it before he'd get to the island. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, Jerry. Uh, um, so <clears throat> let me offer a, 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 an, an analogy from our own time and uh, day rather than. Franks from Fran- French, <laughs> France. <laughs> they have euros now. All right. So um, a couple of years ago, one of our priests, Father Jimmy Peake, he is a colonel in the United States Army. Lieutenant. Well, Lieutenant when, he, when he calls on the phone, he said, this is Colonel Peake. Oh, okay. Foreign Legion. <laughs> um, and uh, he was in town, wanted to visit his former parish of St. Thomas More, and uh, didn't pastor have... Pastor wouldn't let him. Pastor Yo- wouldn't let him, so I overrode him. No, he uh, he wanted to borrow my car, because he, he didn't have a car here uh so I lend him my car, Citron. and um, he went up uh, for a couple hours, came back. Um, I was gone, so he put the car in the garage and put the keys on the counter. When I went out uh, to my car, uh, Father had uh, my car washed, because the bugs splattered all over it and the windshield and everything, so the car was washed. With the windows down? or <laughs> <laughs> And uh, work with me on the image, Bishop. <laughs> and, um, full tank of gas? Full tank of gas, that's right. I, I gave to him about a quarter and a, a full tank of gas. So I've used that image of a... a broken a, windshield? Of, no, that's no. not going to help <laughs> no. with the image. Please go on. <laughs> this really is a good image. You know, it's a great image. Go on. <laughs> so, you know, this Descartes didn't belong to him. It was loaned to him. He cared for it and gave it back in even better shape than 
than we uh, than he received it, which is, I think, a, a, a great image for stewardship today. That all that we have is loaned to us, and we have to care for it responsibly and give it back responsibly. When we, uh, t today, uh, we had mass, I had mass at Gonzaga Prep, and Father Kirst, who's a graduate, I think the class of 81. Correct. And Father Connell was there. Father, me was, uh, you were cleaning your golf clubs. I know that. I'm... Yeah, I was detached. <laughs> detached. Yeah, and uh, but one of the things whenever we're uh, you know dealing with high school students who have many pressures, but it's the focus uh, on on what uh, we want and what we need. And um, I think as as a church, uh, I was meeting one of with one of our younger priests yesterday, and we were talking about that very concept of again need versus want. Um, how do we see that in in a theme of uh, in a, in a at times, a society where there's so much being able to, uh, as the church, focus on needs versus wants. Because my experience has been, if we have too much, we won't trust in God's providence. And uh, when we have too little, then the gospel uh, will, will suffer. Um, how have you found in, in your priesthood and your pastorates and your service to God's people, being able to, your, the people that we're called to serve, how do you see, do you see them being able to make that distinction or um or or is it something that's still unclear well, the the thing that that uh, kind of strikes me is that wants uh, are those those desires that are never that can never be satisfied once we get what, what we want we always seem to want more um but when we when we receive what we need there's a contentment that comes with that uh i, I remember this from my own life we had um a few years ago my family got uh, a set of jet skis for the lake. They were used, and but we had a wonderful time all all summer long. And <clears throat> we thought, well, this is great. It was a great summer. Next year, maybe we get a newer model rather than the ones we had. So, although we had a wonderful time as a family, we actually uh, wanted more because once you get what you want, you always want more. I know how important jet skis are. You broke. Do you know what a jet ski is? <laughs> I read about it one time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think before we even discuss need and want, the very sense of stewardship is already recognizing nothing we have, whether we need it or want it, is ours. It's all gift from God. Uh, the so steward, the Pauline of you. Yes, the steward is never... Like a loaned car. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of like, yeah, your loaned car. <laughs> um, so if you have that, if everything is a gift, then there's gratitude for everything. But... The example I'd use for um, stewardship would be that of a point guard in basketball. Oh, mm. Said you had the sports analogy. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, this yeah. is very important. You I want Joey you. Myers. Let's see. The last great San Francisco point guard, I think, for USF, wasn't that Quinton Daly? Yes, he was the class of 82 <laughs> and went on to play for the Bulls, and that yes, sadly well, ended the team. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, a point guard. Now, a point guard is given the basketball, you know, to bring up the court. It's not to be stolen from him. He's to bring it up safely across the half-court line. But then, you know, he can do a number of things. But a good point guard is always looking to distribute that ball to the player that can use it best. So he's not looking for his own shot. He's looking to whom he can distribute that to, not even for the good of that other player, but for the good of the entire team. And I think... Uh, that basketball and how that basketball is used by a point guard is actually how everything we're given in life is, yes, it's given to us, we're to protect it, uh, we're to watch out for it, but then we're always to have uh, uh, the full vision of the court, the full vision of the world in which we are, and how do we distribute that for 
not only for the good of that individual we distributed to, but for the good of the whole. It's that, a great image because you remind me a lot of, I thought it was John Wooden, but it's Ray <laughs> Myers. You were a classmate uh, of Ray, Ray Myers, the old coach at DePaul. DePaul, yeah, he yeah. was a great coach. Yeah, God rest his well, soul. Well, that, that message of, of everything. that's at the, <laughs> Is he really? <laughs> no, no, Joey is That's at that heart of the spirituality of stewardship of all coming to us as gift from God. That That's a very countercultural message, and, and it often falls upon resistant ears, if not deaf ears. And and yet it's such a, a profound message and really shapes it and impacts our very way of life if we can uh, truly believe in that and accept everything as gift and what are we going to respond with gratitude with generosity and and there's always keeping that tension well i need a little bit of something for myself you know we love neighbor as we love ourselves so we do a little bit of that where we get into trouble of course is loving ourselves a little too much and focusing way too much on our self-care and so forth. Why are you looking at but Father Me? I, you're just in, in the line of sight. I have the to, basketball. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, he actually wrote a, a book on self-care uh, to be published. <laughs> yes, all, it's entitled I'll Me. I'll autograph yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All about Enough me. Enough about me. Now you talk yeah. about me. Without gonna, me, you We're going to take nothing. a break, and when we come back, we'll continue this theme of uh, Vincent DePaul and stewardship, gratitude, and the ACA. Bishop uh, Daly and the three vicars, fathers, uh, me, Connell, and Kirst, and we're speaking about stewardship. Uh, I'm, of course, bringing in into a connection with St. Vincent de Paul and uh, gratitude. One of the great quotes of Vincent de Paul, he said, nothing more completely wins the heart of God than gratitude. So we should spend as much time in thanking God for his benefits as we spent in asking him for them. To the saint, ingratitude is the crime of crimes. Now, in our diocese, the generosity of our people, both during the more challenging days of bankruptcy and certainly now as we have moved forward as a diocese to proclaim the gospel in Eastern Washington, our people have been very generous. We had a, a dinner of 200-plus people, uh, the Bishop's Circle Dinner, with tremendous success, Chris Kreslin's uh, directing that program. <clears throat> but in our own lives uh, as Catholic Christians, both as clergy, laity, as religious, um, how do we authentically live uh, stewardship? How do we convince our people that it's important, not just, as they say, telling people, well, this is a need, so will you, will you give? How, how do you, in your life, Father Connell, uh, you're kind of the champion of stewardship. You used to call it time, talent, and treasures, but now we call it the gift of oneself, one's skills, and one's generous support. Okay, he that, doesn't call it I don't that. call it that. You don't call it that. Okay, well, I just mandated that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I think um, one... Um, one element of of understanding uh, generosity and God's generosity is our need to, to respond and to give back to Him. Um, I think some people, I mean, myself included, are, are sometimes a, a, one of the fears that we have is that we'll give back too much and we won't have enough left over for ourselves, whether that be time, talent, or treasure, whatever the new thing we're using is. Um, <laughs> to know, to and, love and to serve. But I, I but I, um, I, I, in those times, I, I remind myself and remind others just about the generosity of God and that God will never be outdone in generosity. And we see that uh, every single time we come to Mass. We um, are reminded of that every single time. We offer, we call them gifts, gifts of sacrifice, which is some bread and some wine. 
God takes them, blesses them, and gives them back to us in the form of a gift that you know makes the bread and wine pale in comparison, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And so it's that cycle, I think, of, of us giving out of gratitude in sacrifice, God receiving, blessing, and giving back to us such that he's never outdone um, in generosity. And sometimes I think the word stewardship doesn't do us a great service all the time because it's not real common in our in our parlance. And it's a biblical word. And as we sit here, we're looking toward a, a Sunday Mass in which the gospel reading is a parable of a dishonest steward, mm-hmm. which is a fun one to chew on homiletically of what are we supposed to pull from that parable in terms of an example for our lives. But uh, so stay tuned for Sunday and come to St. Thomas More and wow. get that all figured out. But anyway... You'll be using the finger puppets again. As a... <laughs> As a child, I don't remember hearing the word stewardship, you know, other than if it came up in that, maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But um, then in, when I was a young priest, I think we talked about sacrificial giving, how we're giving of our time, talent, treasure, or whatever other words we want to use. Mm-hmm. And then um, now I think more recently the word stewardship is trying to get some traction, but it's not a word we're accustomed to, and it's that sense of what we are caring for is not ultimately ours. It's 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 given to us on loan to to take care of in a proper way of our own selves, of our people entrusted to us, family, friends, uh, parish community, wider church and the wider community. And so it's a it's a word I think that if people understood the richness of it, it would be perhaps easier to talk about. So I often will argue that in mass we're talking about stewardship every single time we gather, because it's ultimately about being a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. And, and uh, if, if we do that properly, then we're living a spiritual life of stewardship. Have you found that the word sacrifice in any of your parish experiences, um, that sacrifice is something people readily identify with? Uh, that that's a, that's a as, as Father Kerr said, the stewardship may be less part of what we, the terms we use, but I think we all understand sacrifice. Father Colin, you were about to say something profound. You know, it was, it was, or it was something about the Snickers bar. It was, and so it's not going to fit. But no, okay. <laughs> I think um, when Pope John Paul II he had a mass in Iowa, Ames, mm. Iowa, or love Iowa, in the fields, the yeah. cornfields, Iowa. Yeah, I don't know what year it was, but he and he preached on the whole thing of again, Bishop, what you often use is not uh, give out of. Well, basically, don't give from your surplus, but sacrifice, uh, and he uses the widow's might. And I think uh, oftentimes we do, and maybe uh, when we give, we give, but we it's from our surplus. But whatever we give, be it time, talent, treasure, even if those words have fallen out of favor, uh, even is it truly a sacrifice? I think if we know it's not a sacrifice, if somehow you know, if, well, really I am making uh, this sacred, I'm doing something sacred here, I'm sacrificing, uh, then it's worthwhile if you just simply say, well, yeah, I have an extra $50 or whatever it might be, I can give that, but there's no feel of sacrifice in that, then I think we need to consider giving more. But one last thing, I think, again, uh, it's not simply in time, talent, treasure of what we give, but there really does, it's, it's an attitude that has to start long before that in everything. Um, everything, just the breath we have each day when we get up, uh, there should be gratitude for that, and that gratitude is to be expressed in how we give ourselves to others. Would you see in, again, in 
trying to, uh, we are in the ACA season, so there's a little bit of a direction to this uh, normally uh, chaotic radio program, <laughs> that, um, that simplicity and sacrifice are messages that uh, our faithful can relate to when it comes to supporting the works of the church. I know, for example, um, uh, we had our priest assembly last week, and one of the pastors, um, great pastor in the southern part of the diocese, who said, you know, if I had another priest, I could do so much more, but I don't think we have the money to pay for it. And my, of course, goal as bishop is that we'd have more priests for the needs of the diocese, and some of the parishes recognizing they can't afford it, especially areas that are perhaps more economically challenged, that we as the diocese could support that. Um, so the word simplicity, does that, is that something that uh, uh, resonates with our, our faithful? I think uh, there are some marvelous examples of people who embrace a life of simplicity and detachment, that radical detachment, and they're uh, uplifting people and they're joy-filled people and they're the type of people that can never share enough of what they have and who they are. Um, but again, that's a, a, a tough message to get out there when other messages coming from other angles don't support that approach to life. And if you think about all we have has been given to us, well, that's pretty easy in terms of life. Okay, I, I can buy that. But, you know, my gifts, well, you know, I work pretty hard to get through school. And, and uh, you know, this money I have, you know, I work pretty hard to suck up to my dad so he'd leave it to me in his will and so forth. So um, when we were trying to get that message across. Hypothetically. That, yeah. <laughs> that even these things, you know, money comes to us as gift. That's a hard message for people who are, you know, I, I earned that. I, I made that money. I, I uh, Let me give one quick example I think that was, will be edifying. And <clears throat> um, one of my previous assignments, I had a gentleman who every month gave me a check for $2,000 to be used for the church however I saw fit. And, you know, that's a lot of money. Uh, and uh, $2,000 a month. And I, visiting with him later on, you know, I would tell him what I was doing. And he said, Father, no, I don't, you don't have to tell me. I, I don't want any recognition. You know, and I said, do you know that um, I could take this money and go to Hawaii? You know, and you'd never know it. As a matter of fact. <laughs> We're not having a show next week. Yeah. <laughs> Aloha. No. Um, and I, I said, he said, yes, you could. And then he said to me, but God gave it to me, and I had to answer for it to him, and now I gave it to you, and you have to answer God, to, to God for what you do with it. But that's between you and God, he said. He's agreed to testify against you. <laughs> you know, no, well, isn't that an amazing face? Yes. It's a, that's incredible. If yeah. I were part of our listening audience, which we admit is small, uh, I would not say, wondering, stone, not in yeah, Stoneberry, exactly. my mother, my mother, <laughs> Cammy. I got two. So got Jerry, all yesterday, right, so Jerry, we're improving. <laughs> But I, I would think, you know, we're talking about, well, what are those examples of people living simplicity? Uh, I'd be more interested to hear, well, how are we priests expressing that simplicity or showing that generosity or stewardship that we talk about? That 30-year-old suit that you that, wear is a good example. <laughs> how about this hole in my sweater? But um, no, I, I'm not asking for anyone to confess here and now because I know it would, be, it would not be good. <laughs> but I do think, going back to St. Vincent de Paul, uh, I mean, that's through his life, he was an expression of that very generosity or stewardship that, um, that we're talking about. And I think for us priests, that has to be kind of a, a constant reflection in our lives. Um, yes, we can do this or that, 
but how am I actually being an expression of stewardship? Uh, well, there are many requests that I know that uh, as the come to the bishop's office, and I'm sure you as pastors from our the people immediately, but from groups that are having uh, you know youth conferences and other works of the church and the letters. There's, there's a letter, several letters a week, uh, requesting it. Now I know. As diocesan priests, uh, or to our listening audience, we don't take a vow of poverty, and unlike religious orders, we are responsible for paying taxes. And and I think the aspect of sacrifice is a change in the tax law. So before we used to be able to deduct some of that, and now I think it's it is. I've noticed last year it is pure gift. Uh, you can't unless you reach a threshold. What is it? Twelve thousand dollars, and and that's uh, probably half our salaries. Uh, at least those of us who don't get parish money, um, but um, what is that all? Well, what does that mean? Wait now, let's I'll take, take commercial I'll, I'll trade salaries with the bishop any day. <laughs> uh, your bicycle's outside; needs to be moved. Uh, but you know, in any case, I think that we're, we're called to this uh, to this simplicity, and I think connected with all of these terms we're speaking about stewardship and gratitude and simplicity is um, the recognition as as all that all of us have said tonight. That what we have is pure gift. That those words of Paul. Why should we boast? What we have is a gift. And I don't think we talk about the gift of people. We talked. Uh, I mean, the parishioner that Father Connell's talking about, who himself just generosity. I, I know that uh, uh, you know things get done. We were at uh, at the dedication of the new gymnasium at Trinity School. This beautiful gym, which follows a beautiful school building, made possible by. Um, the Beatrice, uh, Beatrice and Ed um, Schweitzer, and then, of course, we had uh, Tim, uh, Jackie Welcher from Garco, and so many other people making possible um, an education uh, with, with kids of various financial needs. And I, I think I am very, uh, myself personally, edified by the generosity of our people, and um, I know that we, we go and follow in the steps of great saints and those who've gone before us marked. So, uh, as we continue in this, uh, the ACA season um, and the support for our parishes, uh, let us pray in a, in a very special way that God will watch over our diocese, watch over all of our people, our clergy and religious, and that uh, we will always be grateful for the gifts we receive and share those generously. Thank you.